people die and Yuna dances, when will she stop dancing? Yuna won't stop dancing. Not until sin is gone. The Final Fantasy X recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Final Fantasy X 3 comes out. It's never been announced, but don't judge us for dreaming. My name's Joe, and I'm joined as always by Wheels. How are you, Wheels? I'm great. It's funny. I always say Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X 2 because I think that's how they were marketed, and I think that's how they wanted you to say Final Fantasy X 2. I feel like Tin 2 is like committing to how absurd the premise is of a sequel to Yeah, and to I don't Tin. think Square Enix was ready to commit that hard. No, well, the thing is, they've made a lot of spinoffs of 7 and like other non-numbered games, but they had like subtitles. You got Dirge of Cerberus. You got Crisis Core. You got some other third thing. But Tin... 10 just got 10 too. It's not like it's not like Final Fantasy 10 Girls Road Trip or anything. <laughs> Which maybe it should be, but it's like it's like a full on sequel like Final Fantasy 10 ladies doing it for themselves out there. <laughs> exactly. And I can't wait to get to it. But that's 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 showing too much of of the hand of what's to come. That's way in the future for our show. Yeah. But for now, we're still with our boy Titus. We still got we still got to listen to his story. Yeah, there's, yeah, we got to do history before we do her story. <laughs> Don't it always seem to go that way? <sighs> if you remember last time, but a week ago, we uh, we 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 watched a lot of absurd thing ha- things happen to Titus. I hope you liked that because it's just gonna be more. Yeah, it, it'll level out at some point into a seemingly normal JRPG, but I assure you, it's all gonna come back. So he got sucked up into sin had his weird uh trauma moments at some point like for us it's the next thing that happens but the 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 time jump is vague sure is (laughs) (laughs) it's i i i love the way that they try to lead you through this game it's it's mm, chef's chef's kiss but he wakes up in uh some flooded ruins there's just a bunch of like destroyed buildings around him and a lot of fucking water and uh, he swims in, he swims around uh, for a long time. And eventually he's walking across a bridge and it fucking breaks and he falls into some more water, fights some fish. Then a bigger fish shows up, almost eats him, but he gets away. And then he ends up trapped in a, I think, temple. Is that how I describe I, I don't know how you describe it. Temple is a good way to describe it. That uh, big fish will come back later as an optional uh, boss. Yeah, again, the game. You, you get to come back here. Spoilers. Actually, I think with the information of being able to come back here, I'm very confident in saying it's a temple. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that your little intro skipped is not important. We could have gotten there at any point, but it is our first instance of the all bad language. Uh, Titus walks up to a plaque on one of the ruins, and it's in a language he can't read. But this provides us a good introduction to how the game treats this language, all bad. First off, 
uh, it's not really a language. It's, a it's just a substitute. It's a substitution <laughs> cipher where wouldn't that be sweet if that's how languages worked, where it's just A equals E, uh, T equals R. It, it is a language in the game that is made out of a cipher. And it, they do it that way because you will learn one letter at a time and then it will highlight the letters that you know. Like, in, in the subtitles. And you don't necessarily even... It's not like you get far enough in the game and you learn more. All of the little lessons are hidden throughout the world. It's so optional, yeah. Depending on how diligent you are in finding them, you may or may not come to understand the language by the end of the game. Yeah, uh, there's a feature where you can, uh, you know, load your completed save file and, like, a new game plus and keep all those things so you can know all of uh, all the language from the beginning of the game. That's that's kind of how we're going to be approaching this podcast is, I think, discussing what they're actually saying. Yeah, it's a language that is spoken. Uh, and I think they do the one to one thing just so you can replace the subtitles, depending on what you know. And like you can have like four letters out of a word and be like, oh, I'm pretty sure they're saying uh, like I'm pretty sure they're saying like fish or fiend or something. Which is it kind of reminds me of one of the coolest things about the best Mission Impossible movie, Ghost Protocol where uh like as tom cruise's character is waking up there's like subtitles on the screen of oh i don't remember what country he's in but that i think is like russian or something and as he becomes more conscious it gets replaced by english letters because he's translating it in his head just like a really cool visual representation of that mm -hmm. thing and that's kind of what the albed translation stuff reminds me of it's like just a visual conveyance of half knowing uh-huh what what you're hearing around you but anyways you're right that blue plaque um, is uh, the first thing that that uh, you can interact with. And uh, it I mean, I don't think well, the translated thing is in front of us. It bullshit about finding like a secret chest or whatever later in the game. I think it. Yeah, I think this is where the secret weapons are. Like, I think it's describing the that big thing. Uh, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry uh, about it. Uh, I'll bed. We'll get into the I'll bed plenty in this podcast. This episode, even. Yeah. So Titus fights the big fish. Not the movie, directed by Tim Burton, but, like, a large <laughs> fish uh, that tries to eat him. And Titus, you, can you fight it for a little bit. Titus eventually runs away. And the tunnel that he goes through, like, collapses when the fish runs into it. And his narration says, I had made it out of the frying pan and into the freezer. I thought I was going to die in this place. And then out loud, sounding so much, so much younger. Grog. It's such, it's such a, it's such a contrast of like, I thought I was going to die. And then out loud, he's like, cold, need fire. I mean, it is nice because it really shows that like, even though we can see, we saw in that intro that he's, he, if he's aged, it's not a lot that like, he's, he's, he's much calmer in that future at least, or at least more stoic. Yeah. Yeah. You run around grabbing flint and, you know, tinder and all that sort of stuff. You build a fire. And I love this bit. He says, <laughs> I need food. And then immediately falls asleep. <laughs> it's good. It's real. <laughs> yeah. If I woke up in some fucked up ruins after my entire city was destroyed by hell itself, I think I'd also be a little, a little uh, like, I need food. And then pass the fuck out. Yeah. Sometimes I do that now where I'm hungry and I don't have the energy to do it. So I just sleep it off. 
Yeah. You know, that's a missed opportunity for Weird Al. He could have covered Taylor Swift's Shake It Off, a Sleep It Off, just a song <laughs> just, just a song about depression naps. Oh, it's a little too real. My DMs are open. I'll take my check. We get kind of like a memory or dream sequence here where I assume it's a memory. I think it's a memory. Or a dream about a thing. Yeah, it's like, it feels like a dream about a memory because at the end, the ghost kid shows up and I don't know if he did for real. Yeah. So in the dream of the memory, Oren arrives at Titus's. I feel like we've uh, talked about the, the, the gap between memories and dreams on this podcast before. Wait a minute. Hold on. Who could say? I don't, ah, where, what's, that, what's that there for? I, I'm having a memory of a dream right now. Hmm. I'm trying not to. Titus <laughs> says, Titus says, what do you want? Uh, Oren's there walking into his boathouse and says, uh, it was a bad call. Your team lost because of you. You came to say that? It's been 10 years. I thought you'd be crying. Who, me? And then uh, out from, like, out from behind Titus, the way it's, like, directed, uh, the creepy kid just, like, walks into view and says, you cried. And, Ugh, and then it cuts like, off. Uh, and, it's, and it's that exact cadence that Joe just, it's, you cried. Which, like, I don't know, there's something powerful about it of, like, it, yeah, the fuck you, kid. It's like, like, it's like I don't need you telling me. Ugh, it I sounds won't. so young and, like, stilted in that way, but, like, so... Yeah. Like, pointed in that way where kids don't know how to lie. Yeah. Anyways, Titus, never being allowed to rest for a moment, uh, wakes up to his, his fire dying. And as he's trying to get more wood to keep it going, he is attacked by a monster. Or uh, uh, by Discount Ridley from, <laughs> from Metroid. He's, uh, this one's not too big. I, I, I said monster before. Please let me correct myself. They are called fiends. In uh, the beautiful world of Spira, but we don't know it's called Spira yet. Anyways, nearby, a door fucking blows up. And uh, some masked weirdos come in with guns. And the one person that doesn't have a gun helps Titus. Yeah, some steampunk yeah. <laughs> cosplay motherfuckers buzzed in. They got goggles. They, one of them has a gas mask. They just came in for a photo shoot. They didn't want all the hubbub. <laughs> they, so the one that is... It's uh, the the leadership situation of this crew. Th they are all bad. We'll just get there. Say that right away. Sure. This group of all bad. The leadership situation with them is unclear at first, but the one girl in the group is clearly of some sort of uh, importance or leadership position. She helps Titus out in uh, defeating the monster. In fact, she kind of joins your party in the turn-based battle against she the monster. She has grenades. She does. It's, I love this section where it's like teaching you this new command type that Titus doesn't have. And then spoilers, she's gone. She leaves later. And then you don't she, use yeah. it again for uh, a long time. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so you defeat the monster. And so then now we get dialogue from the all bed. If you were just playing this game through the first time, you wouldn't understand what they're saying. Yeah, so because so, they're speaking all bad. Yeah, so the subtitles are like trans, like showing what they are saying in all bad, and then the letters are replaced, and the highlight and like the the replaced letters are highlighted purple for whatever letters you know in all bad. And so the 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 tact we're gonna take on the podcast is we're gonna read it out loud. If there's like I don't I can't remember if there are instances of this, but if there are like significant plot spoilers in the albed dialogue that you wouldn't normally see 
in your first playthrough will give you a warning. This is not the case here. This is just stuff yeah. we'll, you'll learn later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in a blue hat says, uh, gesturing towards Tita, says, what is this? And uh, another one that has uh, spiky blonde hair says, a fiend in human disguise. <laughs> and then one with a <laughs> beard so says, funny. yes, it is. It is so. I don't even know how this could possibly happen i don't know how they could make these <laughs> we logical never see leaks. it happen else he like, is in the rest of the game but like also... he's not that poorly dressed <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sure he's weirdly he is definitely weirdly dressed for the universe yeah yeah and then uh the one in the gas mask says we kill it and uh the 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 girl that helps you um will learn very soon that her name is riku spelled with two k's not to be confused with our, our friend from the other game that uh, I guess we're not. Don't even worry about him. Yeah. He's gone. No, he's super gone. He's dead now. Um, again, if you are following us from Kingdom Hearts 2, we have seen Riku before, but she was tiny and a fairy for no good reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> she is uh, now human, like adult woman sized, uh, although you said she was like 15, which is fucked up and weird. But especially for how often? Well, I, like, I get it. Japan has different conventions when it terms when it comes to the age of consent but either way globally if you're depicting if you're saying a character is 15 don't uh have the character look like she's in her late 20s yeah that's a weird thing she uh there's there's some gaps between the character models and the hd cutscenes, and riku especially has one where like she looks a lot younger in the 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 HD stuff, the way that like guess right. like they think she actually looks, and then the character model character model just adds ten years. I don't know because mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think Titus looks like T- I think Titus's skin is lighter in the character model than his skin actually is. Yeah, he's definitely more he like in the HD cutscenes. You're like, oh yeah, he's definitely uh, East Asian of some kind, but he's more ambiguous in the character model. Yeah, and I don't know if we ever. I don't. I can't think of ever seeing Titus's mom, but like we know that like his dad has like dark skin. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So Riku uh, says in Albed, uh, wait, what if it's human? The one in the gas mask says they are the same in death. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, and Riku says, I forbid it. We bring it with us. And then, uh, she apologizes to Titus while she knocks him unconscious. In a language that he doesn't speak. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that, like, th- this is, like, interesting, too, because I, I love the continuous uh, feeling of being in a-, a place that you don't belong for Titus and, like, hearing all these people speak a language he doesn't understand. But, like, in the wider scope of the game, Albed is not a language that most people in this place know. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that she waits so long to switch to the dominant language that he does know. I don't know. They don't name it. I, I, I don't Maybe it's the Star Wars thing where it's just called basic, but yeah, I don't know. Um, anyways, Spearin. <laughs> yeah. Titus uh, eventually wakes up on the deck of their ship by being kicked. <laughs> and it is like a, it's like, um, not aircraft carrier size, but aircraft carrier aesthetic. Yeah. Like modern looking ship. Yeah. Um, and he's just out on this little deck. Starts to wake up, he's kicked, and uh, he's like, hey, that hurts. And people are just telling him commands that he does not understand. Yep, and eventually 
Riku says to him in the language that he does speak in response to one of the commands that Titus didn't understand. She says, he said you can stay if you make yourself useful. And uh, Titus like turns around and is like, you, you understand me? And then he gets hit again. And Titus says, all right, I'll work. Uh, so, yeah, you can interact with these uh, characters and, and get some some sentences that you can't read at this point in the game unless you're uh, playing it on like a, a second run. Uh, one person gives you potions, uh, which is cool, uh, even though you don't know why if you haven't, if you can't read it. Uh, but yeah, you're going to go underwater, do some stuff with with uh, with Riku. Um, I do want to point out just um, the character who comes out and tells Titus to do it. Uh, he has this like blonde mohawk. Um, I won't say what his name is because it mm-hmm. is uh, a spoiler. <laughs> um, but it, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say, but whatever. Yeah, like it's 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 a weird name choice for the character to begin with. Uh, but I'm I'm pointing it out because we will recognize his face later on. Um, oh, Riku teaches you how to use the sphere grid. That's important. Do we want to spend two two episodes talking about the sphere grid? Uh, no, but it's the way that you level up in this game. Uh, the HD, it's a I love interesting it. concept that I think it's really cool. The it didn't, it was kind of nothing uh, in my opinion in the original release. Uh, in that like it makes it seem like instead of just leveling up and like your stats increase like on a de- predefined amount, you level up a lot, and each level allows you to. Uh, move one space on the sphere grid uh, and each space uh, has like a little bonus like increase a stat by one or learn a new skill or whatever like little bits of what would normally be a full level up Mm -hmm. Um, and you can move kind of anywhere you want they're like predefined pathways set paths definitely to start with each character except for one which is weird but it makes sense for his character that it's not set a path but uh, yeah, I like that it's like a little bit more engaging and you can see what's ahead of you. You're like, ah, if I yeah. grind to a few more levels, I can up my attack and learn this spell and like look ahead. Or you can be like, ah, do I sacrifice this way or this way? Yeah, I'm going to skip this little branch because I don't care about teaching this character this specific spell. I like that aspect mm-hmm. of it. The thing that didn't work when the game originally came out is that it, even though you technically... It seems like you have this freedom. It's still like, you know, Orin goes through the the physical attack uh, stuff. Yeah. And it's like, OK, cool. So like it is just the same shit where everyone is a predefined role. But in the HD remaster, you can do the expert sphere grid where everyone kind of starts at neutral ground and you basically select which path you want them to go down. And that makes the like it's still kind of nothing because the characters base stats still yeah, are like they have predefined best stats. at one thing. But like you could theoretically be like, no, actually, I want Titus to be my black mage for this run. And you can do that. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Yeah, I like this fear grid. Uh, anyways, uh, Riku explains that there are some ruins underneath their boat where they're at right now. And she uh, she says it's not active now, but there should still be some power left. We're going to go down there and activate it. And then we should be able to salvage the big prize. Titus says, mm-hmm, with less enthusiasm than I did. There's some line reads from Titus in this game. And as much as uh-huh. I think, like, every, everyone talks about the laugh scene, but it sounds that way on purpose, and it's really good. Uh, there, There's one that we'll get to in this episode that I uh, <laughs> have feelings about. Um, anyways, Riku says, let's get to work. Titus says, Roger, and then they go underwater. 
there's a big sequence with no dialogue because they are underwater. Underwater. <laughs> you fight a Nautilus, a, a giant version of the, you know, the real life creature, a Nautilus. Cool. Characters can hold their breath for a long time in this universe. Uh-huh. That Blitzball game is entirely set underwater. Yeah, they it's never... fucking dumb. It doesn't make goddamn sense. They never seem to explain that, like, oh, like, there's never, like... Oh, they do. There... There is a di- there is a line of dialogue from an NPC where he just says, "Those blitzball players sure can hold their breath for a long time, huh?" That's funny. It's just a random NPC in a town. Yeah, I guess like I I don't know. It's just like since that's skippable, I guess I always took it as just like weirdly vague. Where it's like, do they have things and they're just not telling us? Because it seems like they would just like say like, "Oh yeah, we use this tech to to go." But like, it is a thing where only Titus, Riku, and a character we'll meet later are able to do the underwater bits because yes. they're the only ones who have training for whatever reason to hold their breath for that long. Yeah, I mean, the other character is a Blitzball player. Uh, so yeah. Titus on that character super makes sense. And I guess Riku now... The first thing working... we see Riku doing is, like, being a salvager underwater. So, so yeah. like, sure, we buy it. And, like, there are some characters... Like, Orin's cloak, he can't swim. <laughs> Y'all don't know Lulu yet, but oh, boy... <laughs> Uh-huh. There'd be some wardrobe malfunctions. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, yeah, so they they go down, they turn on the power, so a bunch of lights light up in these ruins, and uh, the camera pans uh, to this big ship-looking thing uh, that's, like, covered in a layer of, I don't know, dirt, underwater stuff. Um, but uh, back up on the ship, we, we see the Albed people discussing it, um, and if you have the translation, you know that they say, we found the airship! Oh, I guess I never noticed that bit. That's cool that they plant the seeds of this. Yeah, year. I uh, spoilers. We might see this airship again, but I, I I noticed it from how it looks. Um, but this is I think this is the first time I've seen the translated dialogue, and I was like, oh, they just fucking say it. Uh, yeah, the one in the gas mask says the records were right. Uh, and the third guy says, now how to drag it up? They're about to the the all of the Albad dudes go back like inside of the ship and titus like you know follows them like i want to go inside i'm too. part of this team uh, now but they push him out and and in al bed they say you outside and he says hey i helped out didn't i and they close the door <laughs> on him uh he is lying there cold and alone and he just says Ugh, hungry riku kicks him and puts down a tray of food in front of him this is the line this is the this is the performance that I was uh, referring to earlier because he says, oh, whoa, right on. And then makes a lot of sounds to imply uh-huh. someone eating loudly and choking on it. It's really bad. It's like, <laughs> also the food just looks like it's, it's, it's so poorly modeled. It's, looks like shit. Oh, it's yeah, like, it's yeah. like a two polygon pile of spaghetti <laughs> yeah. uh, and he chokes on it comically and uh, Riku says, hey, and gives him some canteen uh, or a canteen and he drinks the water. And she's like, it's because you eat too fast. Titus laughs and he gets up and he does some stretches. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess he needs to after that. He's he's <clears throat> sportsman. Yeah. And uh, so Riku says, hey, again, Titus says, hello there. What is your name? Riku says, Riku. Whoa, you really do understand. Why didn't you say so earlier? I won't be saying my name because it can be changed <laughs> by the player. I didn't get a chance to. Everyone thought we were a fiend. 
uh the the subtitle spells we like french yeah oh you oh you i i have to imagine the entire outbed language was built around this joke <laughs> like they started here <laughs> uh because tita says uh we oh uh we means you uh and tita says um who are you guys anyway Actually, that raises an interesting point that it's probably more sophisticated in Japanese. Probably? I don't know. I never really considered the translation, but that makes a lot of sense. You know, Japanese is like multiple alphabets and all that. Anyway. I would be curious if anyone out there knows um, how the Albed language works in the original language of the game. Yeah, Riku says, oh, we means you. Uh, and Tita says, who are you guys anyway? We're all bad. Can't you tell? She walks to the side of the ship and says, Wait, you're not an Albed hater, are you? I don't even know what an Albed is. Where are you from? Xanarkand. I'm a Blitzball. Oh, uh, I'm a Blitzball. <laughs> I'm a Blitzball player. And uh, he does like a kicking motion. I'm a Blitzball, he says. When I grow up, I want to be a Blitzball. <laughs> uh, he, he says, I'm a Blitzball player. Does the kicky and says, Star player of the Xanarkand Daves. She tilts her head like she's confused and she says, did you hit your head or something? Um, you guys hit me. Oh, right. Do you remember anything before that? And the camera kind of leaves them as uh, the narration of Tita says. So I told her everything there was to tell about Xanarkand. About life there, Blitzball, and Sin's attack. And about how Orin and I were engulfed in this light. I just said things as they came to mind. But then I started to wonder. And uh, Titus in the scene, says to Riku, Did I say something funny? You were near Sin. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, you'll be better in no time. They say your head gets funny when Sin is near. Maybe you just had some kind of dream? You mean I'm sick? Because of Sin's toxin, yeah. You sure? Yeah, there is no Xanarkand anymore. Sin destroyed it a thousand years ago. So, no one plays Blitzball there. Huh? What do you mean a thousand years ago? But I saw Sin attack Xanarkand. You're saying that happened a thousand years ago? No way! You said you play Blitzball? I don't even know how many beats are in between those two lines, but I promise yeah, it's, it's not, a lot, yeah. It's not as jarring as that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tita says, uh-huh. You know, you should go to Luca. Someone might know who you are there, or might find, you might find someone you recognize. Luca? Ugh. Tita sighs. Then Riku pats him on the shoulder and says, okay. Leave it to me. I'll get you to Luca. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> uh, uh, let me just scroll down. Oh, oh, the Pagian's here. Interesting. <laughs> Tita says nothing. Riku says, rather stay here? Tita says, uh-uh. Okay, I'll go tell the others. Wait here. Oh, and one thing. Don't tell anyone else you're from Xanarkand, okay? Yevon says it's a holy place. You might upset someone. Uh, Tita says, oh, uh-huh. Uh, Riku leaves. And uh, Tita continues his narration and says, My Xanarkin? Some kind of holy place? Yeah, right, I thought. Since when? I love that bit of narration because, like, it, it puts it into perspective that, like, any city that any religion on the planet considers, like, a holy city, at one time, that's just where some people live, yeah. you know? And, like, to this day, like, there are still holy cities, and that is just where people live. And, like, he's essentially being like, my New York, a holy <laughs> city? Yeah, right. 
Yeah, and and I think it's especially uh, has colored context by knowing the rest of the story. But his narration continues and says, Yevon? Sin? Luca? I thought Sin just took me to a faraway place that I could go back in a day or two. But a thousand years into the future? And then out loud in the scene, he says, No way! And kicks the ship. Uh, and then the entire ship shakes and he falls to the edge of it. Uh, but it's not because of his kick that no. sh- uh, the ship is shaking. He, uh, this boy right here, I think he's a sin magnet. Uh-huh. Cuz uh, the, back. uh all bad all the all bad all come out and they start yelling about sin and then a wave sweeps Titus overboard. Uh and that's probably where we'll cut it for now. Uh yeah, he's he's going to wake up again next time in some water. We'll meet some new friends in a new place. But uh yeah, I think that's a good a place as any. Where uh where could people find you on the internet? Who wheels? Twitter.com slash singular wheels and a podcast called Very Random Encounters, where some friends and I play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other weirder stuff. Very Random Encounters is the name of that show. Cool! Uh, you can find me on social media at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O, and I am once again here to ask you uh, to go to twitch.tv slash the Orange Groves, uh, because this weekend, if, if you're watching to this episode, or listening, what the fuck, if you're listening to this episode uh when it comes out uh it'll be this weekend that andrew and i stream undertale to raise money for trans lifeline uh it's gonna be great so i'm plugging that again uh twitch.tv slash the orange groves saturday march 7th 10 a.m eastern is when we're starting uh andrew it's his very first time i will be there in case he loses to asgore five times (laughs) and uh yeah i'm super excited about it I hope a bunch of people stop in and uh, help us raise some money for a good cause. Help us send Timmy to college. Um, And at some point throughout the day, sometime in the afternoon, we will have a rep from Trans Lifeline to uh, stop in and talk to us about uh, what they do over there. And that's uh, something I'm very excited about. So what else do I plug for this podcast? Uh, Oh, I I normally include it in my plugs, but I guess I'll say um, that this podcast is on the Orange Groves. Uh, podcast network you can find other shows on network at the i rarely plug the orange groves discord server for some reason but there is a link to that discord server on the website if you scroll to the bottom and click uh the discord link next to the contact info um but that's uh that, yeah it's a great place to talk about uh all the shows on the network we also have our own discord server for this show uh because it started before the network did and you can find a link to that in our pinned tweet on twitter uh, and in the show notes, our Twitter is MemorizeCast. Um, I forgot to mention Patreon in the last episode. I'm just realizing. That's the thing that I, I forgot. Mm. Um, but we have a Patreon. Uh, if you if you uh, if you go over to Patreon.com slash MemorizeCast, uh, it's also in the show notes, also in the pinned tweet. But you can get episodes early at the $1 level. And uh, we're, we're moving our bonus episodes up to the $5 level uh, because we're going to put in a little bit more effort and, and work into those each month. Um, but we're going to take turns. I'm going to explain uh, the absurdity of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to Wheels, and Wheels is going to explain to me the absurdity of various things in the Elder Scrolls universe and lore. Uh, and those are fun to do, and uh, we're going to make them a little bit longer uh, at that higher level. And uh, we still have our absurd high-level tier where you can get pictures of... T- it, we used to be organization members mailed to you, but I, I might change it up to to 
all the properties we've now covered. Uh, all that support is great over at Patreon. What else do I plug? Our theme music is uh, Yuna, a remix by Will and Tim, courtesy of Game Chops. I love those beach vibes. Will and Tim's excellent song. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, uh, I love the beach vibes that I promise will make sense in the next episode. What else? Is that it? I, that's gotta be it. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I did the intro, so it's your turn to do the outro. That was Bob. <laughs> <laughs> that was Baj Island. Got, Got it. it. Memorized. Ha ha! Oh, boy. That's a contract we've signed. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and This Is My Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at ArgonautsPod.com. Thank you.